Oof, as somebody puts in the live chat right now. Oof is indeed the Sharks. Throw away a hat trick from Timo Meyer and make more history in Seattle of all the wrong reasons. We'll talk about the Sharks and Kraken. We'll talk about Barracuda and Rain. Uh, it was raining goals aplenty all over the place against the Sharks organization. We'll get to it all right now here on Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022, Thanksgiving Eve here in the United States. We wish you all a happy Thanksgiving or a belated one to our Canadian friends to the north. And we welcome you to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every game. If you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans all over Sharks territory and around the world on the YouTube page or the app. Of course, we encourage you to follow us on the social medias, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, TikTok. Find everything at tealtownusa.com. And if you want to support the podcast, you can always do it through a YouTube super chat or a Venmo at tealtownusa. And with that, holy crap, Ian, they released the Kraken, all right. Yep, sure did. You know, it's too bad it's like it's the day before Thanksgiving and not Black Friday because I could really use a trip to Walmart to just murder someone and then get away with it because it's Black Friday. It's fine. It's tradition. In fact, if you don't kill someone on Black Friday, are you even Black Friday? Uh, awkward. Okay. Um. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. Like if you haven't killed someone on Black Friday, are you even Black Friday properly? Um. Yeah, a little too soon considering what did occur yesterday, but I digress. Um, moving on. It didn't happen at a Walmart. Okay, yeah, maybe you're, you're probably right. Uh, I'm sure I'll be thoroughly canceled tomorrow. It's fine. And so should the Sharks goaltenders. Uh, moving onward. Uh, so this game, Sharks go to Seattle for the third time, a rink they still have never won in. And... Um, Started off at a good start. Couture gets going with a nice goal. Nice shot by Chichek to make it one nothing. Yep, good Chichek. Good good Couture. They see Couture actually, um, actually kind of got in a little bit of a clip going right now because it's obviously something that the Sharks definitely someone who they've needed more from I think um, over the last few years I think because a lot of people are like, oh you can't trade Timo Meyer because or Timo Meyer sorry, you can't trade Logan Couture man because playoffs. But it's like well playoffs aren't going to be a thing so where's your Logan Couture now? Um, and he's but he's been really good the last few games so I think that's good for him. Yeah, no, picked up his 11th of the season to make it one nothing, And, of course, Seattle comes right back to a guy who I benched on my fantasy team. So, of course, he has a three-point night. Andre Barakowski, his fifth of the season to tie it up. Um, he's been a stellar pickup for the Kraken for a team that's been on a run entering this game going 7-1-1 one, and one in their last nine. Yeah, that pickup is like when earlier in the season, I thought a lot of people were sleeping on the Kraken. Now, I didn't think the Kraken would be as far up the rank as the standings as they are currently. 
Um, but that was a big reason why I thought people were sleeping on the crackings. I thought they made a lot of, you know, they've, they've got some exciting youngsters. Now, some of them don't get to play, unfortunately. Um, they've got some exciting young guys. And then I think bringing a guy uh, like Barakowski, you know, really helps that out um, and really fleshes out that offense. Um, so I thought that was a, a sneaky good pickup for them and why, again, I thought a lot of people were sleeping on the crack, which I think I've said 17 times in the last second. So I don't know what's going <laughs> on right now. I, I, I'm flustered. I, uh, it was a five on three power play goal from Burakovsky after Seattle took a hell of dudes penalty. Then the Sharks take a hell of dudes penalty. And then, of course, Benning, you know, puck over glass. I mean, the, the, early Matt on Benning it was... sucks. <laughs> I mean, just it, it just seemed like a sloppy first period, and it's something that, yeah. you know, Quinn's been preaching to the choir and the media over the last week or so uh, to make it uh, 1-1. You know, again, another bunch of roughing and hooking minors in the 17-minute mark, and it eventually leads to a power play goal for Timo Meyer setting up the beginning of what would be a great night for him. Uh, to give the Sharks a 2-1 lead going into the first period. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, second period. <laughs> second period. Uh, yeah, Seattle goes into a stretch where they score, you know, three goals in about less than four and a half minutes. Done his third from Beneers. Uh, Ryan Donato having post-teal syndrome, getting, you know, all alone for some reason, just sitting in front of Kakinen and has no no problem getting it. Uh, and then Jamie Alexiak all alone in front. Uh, and just in a matter of, like I said, less than four and a half minutes, the Sharks go from a 2-1 lead to a 4-2 deficit. Yeah, as, and I feel like one of these goals, Mario Ferraro goes like he's trying to like block the play and then he goes around the net to the other side of the net where the other defenseman already is i can't remember who it was being was classic i don't know who is he playing with someone tell me in the chat um and yeah mario ferraro um he just man i love mario ferraro but like his he's made some really weird plays this year uh and uh, I don't know, man. I, there's this is this is the this is the teal ten episode where I'm gonna jump off a lot of trains. I think uh, one of them's. I think I'm I'm pretty off the Mario Ferraro train, and and then we're gonna talk about Capo Kakinen eventually too. But I'll let you do this first, so we can get through the recap, and then I'll just just go off. Then I'll do my thing. Yeah. Oh, C check. Yeah. yeah. Poor C check. Okay. So, folks, I know there's 22 of you. Tell your friends. Ian's getting ready to go off. Get ready, folks. He's going to seek and destroy a couple of Sharks players. All right, moving onward. Uh, after it was 4-2, you know, David Quinn calls a timeout. And and I thought they really picked up their pace there early, you know, right afterwards. And it eventually leads to Meyer getting his second of the game with a beauty shot that goes bar down uh, his 11th to make it a 4-3 game. So the Sharks somehow keep themselves in it until they are out of it in the third period. Uh, but first, you know, Barabanov gets a tying goal. Uh, I'll mention, you know, the guy who sucks, Matt Benning, uh, and Vlasic at the assist uh, for Barbie. 
a, a nice tip, and and I will give some kudos. I mean, Benning is at least throwing the puck on net. Yeah, like, okay. The problem with Matt Benning is, I mean, he's he sucks. I I, I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. Matt Benning sucks. Um, but the, I mean, the issue with Benning is the fact that. Like Mike Greer, of all the guys he signed this summer, said this is the guy who's a part of the long-term plans and said four years for this dumb fuck. Um, look at obviously, like he's in the NHL, so he's not the worst player to ever fucking play the position, but he's pretty fucking bad. Um, I mean, yes, okay, he puts the puck on the net, but like, great, he's, you're you're a fucking NHL player. I hope you can put the fucking puck on the net. Yes, uh, getting to this eventually, Chris, JWS, good to see you, my friend. Uh, when your save percentage is the average San Diego temperature, I, I, I'm not sure which one he's talking about. Is he talking about the Sharks or Barracuda tonight? Hey, oh. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, you know, but uh, that just gets worse and worse. You know, after Barakovsky, excuse me, Barabanov, uh, makes it 4-4. Borkstrand goes a beauty backhand top shelf after a turnover. Did Eric Carlson slip again, uh, which is why he slammed his stick. Uh, mm-hmm. That made it 5-4. Less than a minute later, Jaden Schwartz makes it 6-4 from Barakowski and Beniers. Uh And then Timo Meyer gets his hat trick. And yeah. So good thing happened in the third. Makes yeah. it interesting. Eight fifty-eight in to make it six-five. You're thinking, oh, maybe we got a chance now. We got a chance. No, no. Then Matty Beniers gets his six of the season to put away seven-five. And then, yeah, so let's talk about this goal, right? Because oh, I think okay. like, uh-huh. so this goal is like a bad goal in my opinion. Um. And I know some people are like, oh, well, the defense kind of just split. Well, yeah, because I can't remember who had the puck coming into the zone. I know Magna's taking Everlay. So he has Everlay on his side. And Vlasic, and no one else wants to come back and jump into this play. So it's just two defensemen on a three-man rush. So it's a a three-on-two situation for the Kraken. Vlasic drives his man to the outside and fucking record this because I don't say nice things about Vlasic very much. But Vlasic drives his man to the outside and then... You know, and then the puck gets to Beniers. So maybe you want to see Vlasic maybe not get the puck to Beniers. But I thought Vlasic made the right play there. And then he tries to come back over to take Beniers because Magnus got Eberle off and over in no man's land. I wish I had like a little teleprompter thing and I could draw all over the screen. Um, okay, so Magnus got his guy. He's got Eberle. And then obviously he gets the puck. Now look at it. It's a, is it a good shot? Yeah, Matty Beniers has a hell of a shot. But like from that point... From that distance, you're an NHL goalie. You need to make a fucking save there. You need to make a fucking save. Period. End of discussion. I could agree with you more. I mean, 19 saves on 26 shots. I mean, absolute terrible. You know, this was supposed to be the goaltender of the future. And yeah, he had a stellar victory the other night against Ottawa, but against the Kraken gives up ties for the most goals given up uh, by an opponent to a Seattle Kraken team. And, of course, they add the empty netter to set a team record for most goals. Get the Ocho for the most goals scored. 
by the Kraken in one game just goes back to April of this year where the Sharks became the first team to be shut out at home in Seattle Kraken history. My goodness, what the hell is wrong with them at Climate Pledge Arena? Uh, yeah. Yeah, look it. So here, here's the thing, right? And it's fitting that they're playing Martin Jones tonight. Because oh, obviously Martin yeah. Jones Martin Jones was the subject of many an, an Ian rant on this channel. Go and for I think it, dude. It's fitting Come on. that it's Martin Jones. Because you know what? Martin Jones tried to cough this game up to the Sharks on a platter on multiple occasions. And Kapo Kakinen's like, nah, bro, hold my beer. I got this. Like, Kapo Kakinen hasn't really, like, yes, he had the one shutout and he was really good there. And Kapo Kakinen's a guy who was pretty, I was pretty high on, but I'm like, I am quickly falling off the, the Kapo Kakinen wagon here. Cause I feel like there's just games where, I don't think he's been particularly good this year. And when you outshit Martin Jones, we got a fucking problem. Yep. Because that's what he did tonight. He outshit Martin Jones. Martin Jones of like yes, and Martin Jones has been good of late. But he this tried was... on numerous occasions to hand this game back to the fucking sharks on a platter. And Coppercockin is like, no, dude, don't worry. I got you. I got you, man. I I can be worse. Don't worry. I don't know. I mean, now the benefit here is that Kapokakinen isn't signed for five years at five fucking million dollars a season or whatever the fuck Martin Jones was making. He's signed for two years. So if this experiment continues to not work out, the Sharks have an out. It's fine. It's not the end of the world. But if you want to like if, you know, the, everything this team wants to do, they want to try and be competitive and shit. I don't know how they do that without James Reimer at this point. Because I don't have much faith that Aaron Dell could come in and do much different. And I love Aaron Dell. Don't get me wrong. Yep. But like if if you think that Kapo Kakinen and and Aaron Dell are gonna come up here and that's gonna give you competitive goaltending, you're out of your fucking mind. Like at at some point, like and again, like I've pumped Capo Kakunen's tires a lot over the summer last year because I thought he played really well. But this season has not been good for him at all. No. Other than, yes, he got a shutout. Yippee fucking Kaye. I can show you plenty of shitty goalies that have shutouts in their stat column. Easily. And not not to not to make this a, a, a big point, but let's be honest here, folks. The Sharks just lost to Martin Jones in net. I mean, let's be let's be honest here. You're absolutely right, Ian. This guy was crap last year. This is why you bought him out. Yeah, and, I mean, and look then at, and he's had a phenomenal year. He's, but he's my God! But he's like, you know what? It's funny because I said last time we were on together, I think it was last, just last show. Right. I said, you know, we're going to play Martin Jones and Martin Jones has a good year. And if we had made the bet this year, maybe last year, like I'd probably be worried. But then I remembered something after that, like after I slept on that comment, not really, because this is exactly the same way he started last year in Philly too. Everyone's like, oh my God, Ian's going to lose his hair. And then it was like by the end of it, like, yes, he, he did better, but he was nowhere near where he needed to be for me to lose my lovely flow here. So I don't know, man, like I... I'm not trying to beat up on Martin Jones here. I think Martin Jones has done really well this year and the Seattle Kraken are 
where they are in large part because of the play they've gotten from Martin Jones. Absolutely. But in tonight's game, he tried like, and t- I don't think he was good. Like it, this was not a goaltender's game. Clearly not. Like when the score is, <laughs> when the score is in the teens, like, you know, when the combined score is in the teens, then it's generally not a good team for good night for either goaltender. Oh, it's, it's like, I mean, Martin Jones, I know you could see it up top here, what Kakinen did, but Martin Jones, 21 saves on 26 shots, 808 save percentage. Uh, I think yeah. going into, going into tonight, he was like at 908, which, you know, still not bad, but still not the best in the world. This doesn't help things, but they find a way to win. Uh, and that was the, that was a big thing as opposed to when he was in San Jose where they somehow found a way to lose. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is we've, we've talked about how, oh, we give up the, you know, first five goal, you know, a goal in the first five minutes. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah. That's still happening. In the chat. Like you'll be in the chat. Get that comment. Cause that that's, that's the way I feel like I don't have the same confidence in James Reimer. Like, I, I have way, I don't like when James Reimer's in net, I don't have this issue. When Kapo Kakinen's in net, I do. Like, I just, I don't have that. I don't have faith that, you know, goal, like the goaltending is going to be what holds the Sharks in a game. Uh, TLBT with the feeling of having Kakinen in net reminds me of Jones when you're holding your breath all game. Don't have that with Reimer so much. No. No, Reimer, like, yeah, Reimer can, is, can have bad nights like any goalie can, but he's generally been. You know, he, he's generally been a big part of the reason why if San Jose's done anything this year, obviously there's a few reasons for that. One of them is obviously our Carlson. Timo Meyer, since he's come on, has obviously been huge. But James Reimer has probably been like game to game, probably your most consistent player. And give stick taps to where it's due. Couture has come on this month. Timo yeah, Meyer's yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, this for month. sure. I just mean overall consistency. Oh, right? no, no, like, totally. Of course. Of course. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's Eric Carlson and and. James Reimer. Yeah. If you're going game to game to game to game, I I mean, that does, is what it is. Does do you, does that strengthen? I mean, it's it's self pity to talk about it right now. Doesn't that strengthen his his Norris candidacy or no? Because his team just gave up equals tonight. <sighs> no, he plays after most of these coast medias in bed. Um, he's going to be on a team that doesn't make the playoffs like by a significant margin, in my opinion. So I think that I don't know. I I just I don't think he has a snowball's chance in hell of winning the Norris. But I mean, you'd have it's you would have to just continue to have just an insane year where you just couldn't deny him. But um, I feel like at some point he's going to cool. Right. And then when that happens, like, I just think he falls out of that conversation. And maybe he doesn't like I hope he doesn't. Obviously, when Eric Carlson does good, it's good. But I just think over the course of the season like i just it's i think it's hard when you're on a team this bad to walk away with year-end rewards like that because even though you're not supposed to take into consideration playoffs or anything else but we all know like they the the voters lock you know that's the they look at that way too heavily in my opinion but topic for another day well yeah the only reason i bring it up is that he was getting some much kudos and of course you know he's getting traded to five different teams you know last week (laughs) <laughs> I digress, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe if the you know, um, 
maybe if if Eric Carlson gets traded to a playoff team or whatever, but like he, which he's not going to do. No. I, I'm, I say that in just um, like he's he's not going anywhere. No one's taking that contract. Yeah. Uh, Big Bird kind of echoing what I, I've been thinking about, you know, no drive, no desire. They look like they're going through the motions. What happened to this team from the Ottawa game? And, and you know, a lot of things happening here in, that I was trying to see. There was a lot of puck watching uh, in the second period where they're just looking at the puck and then they're leaving people all alone. Alexiak goal was one. The Donato goal where he's just like all alone in, in such there, uh, uh, you know. And and the strength, you know, Cunning gets beat uh, on another goal. Uh, you know, head on the swivel, not communicating, puck watching. Let's throw in the the puck over glass penalty. Let's throw in the hella dudes penalty. Yeah, but at the well, the fucking sharks, death taxes, sharks taking a too many men penalty. Book it. Trademark Shalina Goldman. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. I mean, look at they climb back into this game a bunch of times. So I don't want to completely say like they were just completely going through the motions here because they climb back into this multiple occasions. Sure. Um, but obviously, yeah, there's definitely flaws in there was definitely flaws in their game this game that um, are pretty evident. I don't know. Let's get to the locker room shit so we can talk about the Barracuda, which will be bad too. Oh yay! All right, let's do it. AJ, thank you for the quotes. Let's get to David Quinn. I didn't like our practice yesterday, and I think it carried over tonight. Cocking inmates made early save in the second. We tied it in the third and feel good. And then turnovers. Yep. 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 Moving <laughs> onward. We t- <laughs> hard to uh, hard to hard to argue there. No. Uh, from Jacob Megana, we did so many good things the other night. Tonight was easily preventable. We sh- but we shot ourselves in the foot. Uh, this is unacceptable. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, defensively, they were atrocious. Offensively, they had some jam, but defensively, yeah, pretty atrocious. Uh, my Timo Meyer, who had the hat trick tonight, we knew they had to have a good transition. That's one of the reasons we lost tonight. We gave him too many chances to get that feed and go. Yeah, and their goalie couldn't make a fucking save. Uh, I love that we didn't have any quit in us tonight. It could have gotten really ugly and out of hand today. Um, you let them score equals. I think it got out of hand. Uh, but we have a consistent approach. And that consistent approach is letting them score equals. Good job, David Quinn. Uh, we didn't match their work ethic. Not enough at five on five to get in their face. We stopped coming back. Stopped working for each other. Uh, from Jacob Magna there. Um, uh, we have to play smarter hockey. Uh, didn't get enough shots on net, gave up too many odd man rushes from one of the league's leading uh, shot uh, shots on goal leaders from Timo Meyer there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, from yeah, back- Timo Meyer shoots everything. Um, yeah. yeah, but look at again, like you, you go back to some of those plays and they were definitely odd man rushes. The one where I kind of broke down in more detail, I think it was the, the last goal that had a goalie in net. Or no, it was the second last one with a goalie in net. I don't remember. But anyway, yes, odd man rushes were a plenty. Um, and the Sharks don't have great defensemen that are good at dealing with that odd man rush nonsense. So, yeah, bad. I'm just kind of going through the stat sheet and I'm like, 
Couture was a plus one. <laughs> uh, Ferraro and, or excuse me, Nieto and Barabana for the other guys that were plus. Everybody else was at least a minus one on the night. Um, Mario Ferraro minus three. I know you're itching to get to him. We'll finish up with. Uh, we have to learn that we don't need to force a play. It wasn't they that what they were doing. It was our approach that was the difference. Uh, and Tima with obviously disappointing. We gave up too much, turned too much over, not consistent enough in a winnable game. We shot ourselves in the foot. And their goalie couldn't make a save. I, I wish that well, someone would just say it. But, I mean, obviously, they're not going to throw Kakanen under the bus. But I would. Uh, Quinn says the Sharks' loss to the Kraken tonight is a reflection of the team's current mentality. Reflection of the current team's mentality. You just beat Ottawa five to one. Yeah, but then they, you know, but then they they get lazy and they make dumb plays and they don't, you know. They make they think it might come easy. <laughs> Let's not pretend like Ottawa is not like a, some world beating team right now. Also true, but they're they're supposed to be a team that's on the rise. I mean, I think Pierre Dorian sure. said that the rebuild is over. Should uh, be, but I, you know, like obviously, and again, we covered this in the last game. Like, they're they they've had their issues, but it's not like they're not. I don't even know who's hot right now in the in the NHL, but you know what I mean. Like, they're not. When I when I go down the teams where I'm like, oh man, Stanley Cup contenders, the Ottawa Senators are not on that list, sir. No, I, I mean, and no one would have predicted the freaking New Jersey Devils going on a 13 game winning streak, which by the way yeah. got, you know, kiboshed by the the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. So Toronto media is <laughs> going to be going crazy uh, in the morning with nothing to talk about because there's no games tomorrow. Um, but I mean, it's just, you know, you, you, you get to the um, Mario Ferraro situation and, and uh, we'll go to I mean, Mario Ferraro is not like, he's just hasn't been good. And so, you know, <laughs> TLBT in the chat's killing it tonight. By the way, I mean, everyone's in there. Look at I, I love everyone in the chat, but but he said some things like because there's some things where like I remember the the summer being like, um, you know, like, oh, man, look at that Darnell nurse contract. Are we worried about Ferraro? And I'm like, no, um, but that was a conversation that was had um, not by me. Uh, and I if you can find receipts otherwise, please show me. But I feel like I was always on the no camp on that uh on that perspective yeah look at um again i love mario ferraro i think he's got he's got a motor for days but i just sometimes i wonder how much the brain is plugged into that motor because he just he he just makes some really weird choices and i don't know what happened or look at i think brent burns's best days were behind him but Maybe, you know, and when we thought, oh, you know, Brent Burns leaves Mario Ferraro kind of out to dry a lot because he because he did, because that's the the risk reward that uh, those two played with each other, obviously. Right. And I think um, Brent Burns may have shielded Ferraro from a little bit more criticism than maybe we than he than he probably should have got. And because obviously Brent Burns never misses a game. So that was a pretty steady combination. Um, yeah, I, I wonder, I, I, I wonder if, if Brent Burns 
potentially shielded Mario Farrar from more criticism than maybe he was due. It was that starfish defensive posture that, that, you know, hit everything from Ferraro, but also at the same time, you know, could he, could it just be a change in defense? Could it be, you know, he needs to adjust his game. I mean, uh, I know Dave, I just think he makes poor choices. I just, I think he just, he just, I just don't, I'm starting to really seriously question the good old hockey IQ. Got it. I think he's I think he's a guy who, like I said, a physical freak. But I think but I just I I just I'm starting to question his hockey IQ. Yeah. And and Steve Rector, you know, mentioning this in the in the chat too, his mm-hmm. infectious personality was a breath of fresh air when he first arrived. And that and combined with Burns pairing led him to be overvalued in my opinion. Yeah, I think I yeah, yeah, for sure. Look at um you know, pairing a guy with, especially as Sharks fans, we have a real bad habit of whenever, like, one of our good defensemen does good, it's like, oh, well, who is he playing with? Is that the reason? Instead of just accepting the fact that our defensemen are good, right? Which is why I always get really nervous when people are like, oh, man, Jacob Magna playing with Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson having a year. Is it Jacob Magna? No, it's probably not. I mean, Jacob Magna's fine, but, like... I just think with the way Eric Carlson's playing this year, it's Eric Carlson and we need to stop doing it. Oh, it's the blank whisperer. Like, I just feel like that's <laughs> a lazy fucking thing that we've, and, and we're, and we're just as guilty of it. Oh, absolutely. Anybody else. Like we're definitely guilty of that train of thought, that narrative. But I just like, I think it's time to get away from that and just accept that sometimes you're elite defensemen or elite defensemen because they're elite. Now, my question to you is this. Mm-hmm. We had Middleton was one of those Carlson whisperers. It turned into Kakinen. Um I'm not going to say that, you know, they traded the wrong goalie because I thought Kakinen played fantastic, just didn't get the W at the end of last yes. season. Last year, I thought last, like, again, last year, I was very much on the Kakinen train. I thought that Kapo Kakinen was the better between Aiden Hill and him, even though maybe he didn't have the wins to support it. I thought that, you know, he, I thought he played really well uh, at the end of last season. And I, sure enough, through the summer, I said, okay, you've got three guys. Obviously, you're not going to move Reimer just yet because Mike Greer is preaching you know, accountability and, you know, you got to, you got to earn your spot. So obviously if you're going to take over, you need to take over from James Reimer. So I was fine with James Reimer being the guy that stayed. And I was fine with Kapu Kakinen being the guy that stayed. Look at, I don't think Aiden Hill was particularly good last year either. Um, I know he's having a hell of a year in Vegas right now, but Vegas is a much better team. Vegas has one of the best blue lines in the Pacific, if not the best blue line in the Pacific. So like, am, you know, is it, is it decent goalie playing on a really good team? Probably. Like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, we can go back and we can second guess because, because uh, Aiden Hill's obviously done really well this year, but I still think based on the information they had at the time, the Sharks made the right move by going with Kakinen over Aiden Hill. Cause again, like Aiden Hill, I don't, I don't think he was particularly good last year. No. And, and, Constantly injured. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think the injury issues are a little over. 
stated with Hill. Because um, I don't think he, he hasn't really, like, he's not, he's not Auntie Ranta. <laughs> oh, fair point. Fair point. He's not Auntie Ranta. Uh, I think I think I think and I, again, it's the things that we're guilty of too, like things that I'm personally guilty of, is this narrative that that Aiden Hill's this this injury play goalie, and and that's not really the case. All right, so Sharks lose this one by a score of eight to five. Uh, really quickly, we're at that infamous Thanksgiving poll, not the mm-hmm. necessarily the quarter poll. Is this kind of where you expected the Sharks to be at? at, at you know, sitting at 7, 12, and 3, um, you know, at 17 points? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Like, I, I, I think they probably... Yeah, no, I, I, I think so. I think if you if you told me they were, you know, they were going to be like uh, have a points percentage of less than 400, I think I would be like on board there. Um I don't think they'd be, I don't think, yeah, I think this is probably where I would have had them. I mean, I think that's more, more than fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I think if you asked me before, like, you know, what's the, what's the point percentage? I would say less than 400. Um, is that maybe it, maybe they maybe have like a win more than I thought they would. Sure. But I think overall, um, I, I thought they'd be, I thought they'd be, um, I thought the Ducks would be ahead of us, but you know. uh, same. Uh, you know, the bottom four teams in the in the West. You know, Anaheim at thirteen points, Chicago at fifteen, Arizona at sixteen. The Sharks are tied with Vancouver at seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, I again, Anaheim, Vancouver. I I was quite surprised to see them down here. I thought both of them would be you know battling to get into the playoff spot. Uh, I, you know, yeah, I thought Vancouver would do better. I thought, you know, cause obviously they had that, that run under, under when Bruce Boudreau came in and they just, it was just too little too late. So I thought that would carry over into the season. Um, Vancouver's a team where like, I don't know, it sounds like Bruce Boudreau is probably on borrowed time, which I think is ridiculous. Like at some point you have to look at your core of players and be like, it's not the coach guys. Well, you've gone through so many, right? Well, exactly. Like, how many how many coaches can one core go through? Like, I feel like, like obviously Vancouver. I think people thought they would be better, but yeah. I don't think firing Bruce Boudreau is the answer. I think at some point you have to start tweaking that roster, right? And for full disclosure, and Dave mentions, you know, don't use points, use points percentage. Yeah, the Sharks are are the second worst uh, in the West for points percentage. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Uh, yeah, uh, but Bird Chef will come back and tell you, well, they're still only three points out of a playoff spot, which is currently being held by St. Louis, uh, who saw their streak ended in tonight as well. It's it's one of those weird. It's I'm one not of those weird, those weird spots. But you know, for the Sharks right now, they would have to go one, two, three, four, five. They'd have to leapfrog five teams, and four teams currently have twenty points. Well, not only that, but again, like, and here's the other thing. And this is, I don't know how they, they, they pulled this off after going to Europe and then being off for a week, but they've played more games, significant, like two to three more games than all the teams ahead of them. Two to three more games. Like (laughs) you've already played, like you, 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 all those teams have game in hands on you and like those teams near the top are obviously probably like more likely to win those games. Like, it's just so 
I, I don't know, man. Like I just, anytime someone's like, Oh, well, they're just X number of points out of place. Like, yeah, but are they, are they really though? True. And only LA has played as many games as the sharks have in the, um, in the West. Uh, so yeah, that is another way of looking at it. So the sharks lose eight to five to the Kraken. Let's get some more good news right now. Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh, Barracuda. So the San Jose Barracuda traveled to Toyota Arena to take on the Ontario Reign. And how did they do, Ian? Uh, they did fucking terrible. Um <laughs> Uh, look, okay. So here's here's we're getting to this point of the season, folks. So go ahead. Here, here's the thing. All right. So I I personally appreciate the Sharks being like so confident in their product. They're like, we're not only gonna, we're not going to give you one bad game at once. We're going to give you two. Actually, you know what? Score aside, Capricorn not making score aside. Like at least the Sharks game was fun. This game was not fun. Though. Um. So the Ontario Reign uh, beat up on the San Jose Barracuda five to one. Now. I do want to caveat something here, though, because I think it's an important it's an important thing that D does need to be stated. The Ontario Reign won are one of the best teams in the AHL, period. Um, they have guys that like they're they have guys that, in my opinion, it makes me like I need to go look at the Kings and be like, why are some of these guys not playing? Right. Like you've got Quentin Byfield still playing there. Um, and so. And the Barracuda, going back to them, uh, and something that does need to be stated. So, the, one, the Ontario Arena are a really good team, and the Barracuda are a mediocre team. Two, Barracuda are missing four of their regular defensemen. Derek Pouliot's injured. Ryan Merkley was uh, injured. I don't know when, but he was basically, he was supposed to play tonight, and then he didn't play, apparently, upper body injury. Nick Sechek is with the big club and uh, Sateri Hataka is also injured. So they're missing four regular defensemen. And if you've covered, if you've watched any of our Barracuda coverage this year, the one thing we keep going back to is this blue line is as deep as a puddle. So yes, the, 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 the Barracuda got beat up on by the Ontario rain who are a much better team, but they also you know, this is also a team that is missing four pretty regular skating defensemen. And that is, you know, unfortunately, that's a hard thing to overcome regardless of what team you're, you are. Um, so I think that didn't help anything. Um, they peppered uh, Itu Makaniemi with 34 shots today. Um, and the Barracuda only put up 22 of their own. It was, and look at this game for the most part was just, tilted in the Ontario Reigns um, favor pretty much most of the game. Also, the Barracuda, if there's one thing the Barracuda love, it's taking penalties. And again, tonight, you know, they gave the Ontario Reigns six power play opportunities. Now, the Ontario Reign only capitalized on one of them. Um, like the Sharks, the Barracuda's penalty kill has been very, very good this year. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, the, the the better team won. Um, and um, the only goal scorer for the Barracuda today was Tristan Robbins, who has been very good. And I think that's the one thing, the one positive you can take from the Barracuda is most of the kids are scoring. 
and most of the kids are playing well, uh, the ones that are, you would obviously want to highlight more. Um, and like Tristan Robbins, again, just a really nice goal. Um, and <sighs> Ichi Makanyemi obviously let in a lot of goals, but I don't think he got a ton of help tonight. And I'm a little more sympathetic to him who has had some pretty good games this year. Um, if you're wondering, like, why why does Ichu Makanyemi get a get a pass when, um, you know, when Mac oh no, when Kalkinen doesn't, and the reason is because Makanyemi has actually played some really good games this year, and I don't really lay this at his feet. Where Kapo Kalkinen has had one game good game this year, and you can lay I think a lot more at his feet. That's that's the difference here. Um, but yeah, so unfortunate. Um, unfortunate game for the Barracuda, um, but not really totally unexpected. I think even at full strength, uh, I think the Barracuda are going to be in tough trying to beat the Ontario Reign on a regular basis. Yeah, and uh, they have a terrific coach, Marco Sturm, who I think a yeah. lot of us were. Yeah, were it's a great like it's a great program. When you look at some of the guys on this team, and and, and they're not and they're not even at full strength either because um, their defenseman, who I cannot remember his name, Brant Clark, uh, I believe. I don't know if he played tonight or not, but he, I know he's just coming back from injury. Um, so, I mean, like you got guys that they've, you know, you've got some pretty high draft picks down there because obviously LA has been shit for a while. Um, so, yeah. Um, and, and Dave in the chat saying like Harrington should have made up for at least one of those guys. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I mean, I think Harrington's a guy too. So um, I haven't, I haven't seen enough of Harrington to really, give an opinion on like i think you know a lot of people would be like oh ian really likes Derek pulley like what the fuck's up with that but <laughs> i think he's been like he's been a guy who's munched a lot of minutes down there and i think he's been a really steady partner for merkley um who's allowed merkley to kind of do some of his offensive stuff although merkley's been pretty good in his own end too um so i don't know i just i haven't seen enough of harrington to really have a a real thought on him as far as like so i just i look at the four guys that are missing that i've seen more regularly and and some of those guys like those guys really hurt my opinion i think um Hadika, like doesn't get in all the games but i feel like he's been pretty positive when he's in i feel like he makes a good first pass uh he can also he can also move the puck out of the zone pretty well um but yeah, it's just it was um, like I said, the the Ontario Reign are a really good team, and the Barracuda would be in tough against them uh, at full strength. Yeah, Brant Clark did play tonight. Uh, didn't have anything offensively going for him, but uh, he was in the lineup for that victory. Uh, Ontario, or they lo- Ontario wins the game against San Jose five to one. For the Cuda, they continue their three game road trip. Uh, in Henderson on Friday night at 1 p.m. And then head back to California to take on the Bakersfield Condors the next night at 7 p.m. So that's what the CUDA are looking at for the next few days. Uh, as they will have likely Thanksgiving on the road. Uh, be on the lookout for that. So that's where we're at right now, folks. Hey, the Sharks organization lost... Uh, thirteen to six overall. Oof. Uh, what that makes it sound so much worse. Uh, I, I know, it, it's it's shades of the Cow Palace. It seems like, and you'd be lucky to get six goals on there for indeed. Uh, 
quick quick injury update. Reimer uh, wasn't playing tonight. That's why Dell came up. Uh, he, according to Quinn, will be uh, coming back hopefully Friday night to play in the the reverse retro game uh, against L.A. Uh, on Friday night. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, Nico Sturm was put on the injured reserve list, um, you know, for a non-existent headshot, which, you know, great. Uh, looks like Shimmick will be able to go for a Friday um, because he's coming off his non-existent headshot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, way, way to go, George Peros, by the way, you know. I Again, you know what, though? Like, I still, I will st- I will go to the grave for this. Uh, like, I don't think that the Sturm hit, like the Sturm hit, they called it right, two minutes. That's all it was. It's just, like, sometimes shit happens, and sometimes, like, I, I don't think it was as egregious as people. Make. Like, yes, the injury sucks, and I would like Sturm back in the lineup, but I don't think that that was a particularly terrible hit that, like, it's unfortunate that he's been out because of it, but I don't think I still don't think I, I don't think you should suspend to like or discipline to the outcome. I don't think it was a bad hit. I just think it was a bad outcome. And the Shimmick one just was behind the play and nobody even really saw it, which, you know, that's why he had the extra ref, but I digress. Uh so the Sharks will head back home tonight. Enjoy uh some turkey. Uh, yes. And uh, get ready to play in their reverse retros for the first time Friday night against the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, myself, AJ, Dana will be there. I've heard there might be another person. Uh, we are still trying to get the setup to be out there live from the tank following the game. Uh, I think Landy's going to lead the ship, and I think you'll take over uh, once once they tell us to get out of there. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Ian's like, how many shows am I going to do this week? What? The oh, already, already. I, I mean, like, <laughs> behind the curtain, we have a spreadsheet. And when you're available <laughs> to do a show, you just put your name in there. And I put my name in for all of them. So it's I've, I've done this to myself. And it's appreciated. I, I don't. I hope you all know. Yes, how, and, how... and don't kill someone in Walmart on Good Friday. Please, or Good Friday. <laughs> any Friday. Friday. Any Friday, please. <laughs> don't, kill, don't kill anyone in Walmart on oh, any bro. Friday. I, I do not want to promote violence nope. in a store. Nope. Uh, so with that said, in case you missed anything, or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Odyssey. Of course, it uh, always available at tealtownusa.com. Of course, if you are in the YouTube chat, you know, by all means, hit that like subscribe like button hit that subscribe button of course hit that notification bell that'll let you know when we do go on the air and of course if you're watching this on the replay drop a comment down below tell us what you think of 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 capo and what you think of mario ferraro do you agree with ian on the on the sense that uh you know maybe ferraro's turning a turning a tough one but if if and also if you're listening to this on audio like in your car with your children i'm sorry if your kids <laughs> pick up some some new words that maybe you don't want them to pick up. Um, this this one wasn't one for the kids. Well, I mean, we have the E for for um, explicit. That's true. We just for me. So, well, I mean, th- there's. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, 
Sunday nights can can. Uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going. To I, I I don't know. I think I have like, if you want f bombs per minute, I think I've I, I think I'm leading the team. Oh, we're gonna call that four C if or or. Uh... I don't know what we we'll call it. Yeah, well. Anyways, uh, that, that's that should be the new module. Jerk, get on it. <laughs> f bombs per minute. Yeah, let's there go. You go. All right, so we'll be back following Sharks and Kings Friday night. Uh, and until then, thanks for watching. Have a great Thanksgiving, everyone, Who uh, to those who celebrate. And, of course, to my friend Ian Reed. Sorry we're a month late. Uh, but, yeah, I enjoy your Thursday, man. Yeah. Enjoy your Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving, obviously. I mean, obviously, you know, do all that cool stuff. Um, I, I, I need to understand because there's always like I have to ask this before we go. Go. Because on my Twitter feed, every Thanksgiving, obviously <laughs> American Thanksgiving, because I've never seen anyone up here put a turkey in a fryer. Do you guys actually put turkeys in a fryer? Like, is this good? <sighs> I need to know. Like, is this like am I missing something here by having like my normal oven cooked turkey when Aww. we do Thanksgiving? Or like, is this like is is it so good that you have to burn like it's worth burning your house down over? That's what I, I want to know. Uh, that's that's the thing. I woke Addy up. Blogs hockey. <laughs> see, that's at, at four thirty this morning. I turn on the news as I'm getting ready for work, and all they're talking about is like make sure you if you're doing the deep fryer, keep it away from your house. Otherwise, your house is just gonna blow up. It's like I saw. I've had it one time. I didn't think it was great. I'll take. I'll take the oven cooking any day. I'll take Puck Mom's cooking. She's been cooking up a storm in here tonight, and she makes a killer pumpkin cake with cream cheese frosting. That is just mwah. Damn. Chef's yeah, okay. Oh. I'm so uh, we'll get you over the border, and you can try it out <laughs> for sure. Uh, I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, say hi if you see me out at the Shark Tank on Friday night rocking. Wait, that bad boy. Uh I'll probably be one of the kajillion ones that has an Eric Carlson uh, name on the back of it. So uh, thanks for watching. We appreciate each and every one of you. We are very thankful for all of you for uh, staying with us and tuning in after each and every single game. So uh, we love you. Appreciate you and everything. And to our whole team at Teal Town USA, thank you for uh, being a part of uh, some awesome memories uh or or as in tonight uh, a rough one despite team wire scoring a hat trick sharks lose eight to five to seattle kraken we'll see you friday following sharks and kings and until then keep it real keep it teal keep it real teal have a great night everyone have a great thanksgiving and we'll see you friday as we go retro good night <laughs>